Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Family Life Podcast. This is a special, special occasion because we have our first and best guest ever. <laughs> ever. And you can hear her giggling. <laughs> really. Rachel is here with me. <clears throat> Woohoo! Thanks, thanks, Greg, for having me on the show. I appreciate it. <laughs> I've been begging her to do an episode with me for a long time. Hopefully this is the first of many. <laughs> but we have to get her out of her busy, awesome world to join us for a podcast. Okay, so you guys, got to give a framework here. Um, th these are thoughts I've had, thoughts that Rachel had. We get questions all the time about this. And it's actually a really interesting framework. And it, and it shows up in different ways for different people. Sometimes we think, I remember thinking this, do we have to have trials in life seriously? And I remember my trials just being so overwhelming and so fearful. I literally, in my mind, remember being terrified of trials and wishing they didn't have to come, but then somehow kind of knowing they did. And, and is this is this the only way to do life, that there's going to be trials? And I remember just like literally being sick with fear about trials that were coming. Well, and I know I've been there too, where I have like cried, literally cried and been like so sick and terrified of thinking about the bad things that are going to happen in the future. Like just because it's inevitable, it's going to happen. And so just crying and like just the sick feeling. Before it ever happened. Before it ever happened, <clears throat> just thinking and knowing it's going to happen because bad things happen to everybody. Ugh, and it's just this, man, you, it's a horrible feeling you have before it ever happens, <laughs> if it ever happens, right? Emerson talked about that. So we suffer so many things that never actually happen. I think that was Mark Twain. Okay. Anyway. Anyways. So you you shift it and say there's these there's other people, it pops up often with these real high achievers. Um, and I've thought this too, of like, okay, wait a minute. Now, in order to be like my very best self, in order to really grow, I ought to seek out some trials. Or I have to go through really, really hard things. Or I have to have, we've heard this a couple times, especially because Greg has a unique story of being a young adult and he was homeless for a time. He moved out on his own, you know, and he went through some really hard, tough circumstances, which helped him to become who he is today. But then some people say, well, that means I have to go through something like that in order to become a great person. Like, so, I have to have some hard story. So the thought process is, oh, man, either, either, well, for me to be great and for me to help other people, those two elements. So, and, and they'll ask, like, so basically, does somebody I love have to die? Is that what I'm looking forward to? Do, or do I have to be homeless? Yeah, do, do I need to go homeless? Will Will terrible things be in my future in order for me to be great? And so with that whole context, that's what Rachel and I want to address and talk about today is, you know, do trials have to come? If they do, how do we, how do we go through them? And is there an alternative? Is there another way to do life where we can get the results we want without... Experience the growth we want. Without the, the well, the suffering and misery, and well, the inflicted upon sounds, us, <laughs> which sounds weird because there is always a type of suffering, and we're going to talk about that. There's kind of two types of suffering here, two types of challenges, two types of trials, and that's what we want to lay out here 
is what those look like, what they are, and how you can choose which ones you want. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so buckle up, my this friends. This is kind of crazy, so get ready. This is the good stuff. So, and you want to start with the framework around the, the two things? Trial and challenge? Well, I have to start by, like, literally saying, I thought this was crazy for a really long time, this idea. But it has grown, and I have just seeing how true it is more and more as I experience more life and I read more and I study more and read about other people's lives like it, it was something that had to grow on me because at first I was like no first reaction just, it like, seems a little too strange weird. yeah no that doesn't make any sense but essentially the framework is this yes we have to challenge our we have to challenge ourselves or be challenged in order to experience growth in life. Now the purpose of life is growth. If we're not growing, we're dying. So wait and stagnating. a minute. You're saying the purpose of life is challenge then? Well, exactly. Whoa. The purpose of life is challenge because challenge is growth. Now, again, this is going to sound crazy, but we have learned, I have learned, Greg's learned through experience, and through studying other people's lives. And working with thousands working of people. Working with lots of people. That you can either choose to be challenged. Or to challenge yourself. Or you can have challenges. Or now, you know, I call those trials. Um, quote, inflicted upon you. <laughs> right? <laughs> Which, where's the inflicting come from? I don't know. Maybe just the nature of life itself. Maybe it's God. Maybe it's the universe. But there is some sort of... You're being, you're either acting or you're being acted upon. So we have a chance to be an object where things just happen to us, or you can see it as things happening for us, mm -hmm. or you can choose it. You can choose to be an agent now, instead not, of the object. Not choose to destroy your marriage and go through a terrible divorce so you have empathy, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. And we'll get into this, but you can choose things that really challenge you. Where it's almost you choose some kind of suffering. Like, for example, doing, you know, if, you, if you're if you not a runner and you choose to do a marathon. That's a form of suffering. That is, yeah. <laughs> Self-inflicted suffering. But the growth that can come from that can be so transformational. It can literally alter your whole course of life. Now, I think a perfect example here, health and fitness is a perfect example for these two different types of challenge because the other alternative that some people choose is because running is a form of suffering, they want to avoid it. And in fact, many people go through life seeking ease and comfort because they think that's the purpose of life or that's what makes life good. And so they avoid those things that are challenging and hard. And as a result, they receive a different type of suffering. They now have to deal with poor health, poor health, That's it. obesity, oh. um, heart disease, diabetes, like all these things that even just that are caused sick all the time. Yeah, they are caused by poor diet and a lack of exercise. That is the cause of most disease. So. In a way, because they're not choosing to challenge themselves by doing something that's hard, that's a form of suffering, like running or working out, they, by default, 
of course, over time, it's not an immediate thing. It's not like, oh, I'm not going running today, so you're fat, right? <laughs> it happens over time. But over time, because they're avoiding the challenge and the suffering of running or whatever, working out or eating healthy instead of eating the junk food, that then they end up with the suffering and trial of health problems. Ooh. So it's that can be that right there can be an example of what this looks like but that applies in nearly every area of life and so we start to build out this distinction that Rachel referred to before of the pain of discipline versus the pain of regret the suffering of intermittent fasting and hard workouts versus the suffering of being sick being unable to do things because you're so physically out of shape or just feeling like crap. Well, and I remember thinking about this recently when I was sick, maybe I had COVID, (laughs) Um, being so depleted from energy and just not, I'm, I'm not thinking as clearly, I'm fatigued all day long. And I realized that many people live like that on a daily basis and they don't realize how much they're actually suffering because they haven't experienced the alternative. When you're living in a peak state and you have high energy and you're eating well and your brain is clear instead of foggy and you can just go from more, I mean, I even today, I've been up since 4.30 a.m., right? And I'm filled with energy because I'm, I'm moving my body, I'm exercising, I'm studying great things. There's a difference there, right? And so... You're not living in this state of suffering that sometimes you're not even aware of because that's your normal. When something's your normal, you don't necessarily know that it's a form of suffering. And and honestly, you guys, that's the worst form of suffering there is. Right. And it's not knowing (laughs) what you don't know. But instead, I have to deal with other types of challenge and suffering. It's not easy to get up early. It's not easy to work out every day. In fact, nearly every day I don't feel like doing it, right? (laughs) But I do it because I want the long-term results. And so I choose that form of suffering and that form of challenge instead of what I know is the alternative if I don't choose those things. Woo! Oh, this is good. So the, the invitation here, the challenge that we want to invite you to put into a mental framework and then actually literally make this a way of life is we want to invite you to choose challenge to intentionally and deliberately push your limits and challenge yourself and leave like forever leave make an exodus out of this space of comfort and convenience that most people want to live in now don't misunderstand us we love comfort and we love convenience but we know that a life of only comfort and yeah. convenience will lead to big, big suffering and, and well, terrible stuff. What I was going to add is it's nice to have those things in your life. It, having those things is not necessarily a bad thing. We're not saying you should go live like a monk in a cell with no things, right? Unless you want to for a little bit. Unless you want to. Um, the point is, though, I think the more comfort and the more luxury you have in your life, the more you have to purposely challenge yourself yes yes and yes i'm like doing a fist pump here 
Because it's okay to have those nice things, but I think Rachel's spot on there. The more comfort, luxury, affluence, like the better your life is, I'm going to come out here and boldly say the more you have to push yourself hard. Mm -hmm. And if your life keeps getting better and easier because of, you know, affluence especially, then choose to go bigger. Start training for an Ironman. Start coming up with what really challenge yourself to make big contributions and have greater impact and influence. Really push yourself hard to grow and learn and expand, whether it's music or languages or building businesses or you know making a difference in inner city, like whatever it is, the more your life gets easier and more comfortable, the more you have to push yourself. And the interesting thing is, and I was talking to a mentee about this, is which again, it was one of those things that was hard for me to believe at first, but it seems to me, the more I've studied this and more I've pondered it in my own life, that the more you do those things, the more you intentionally challenge yourself by taking on big projects, big goals, big dreams, like, you know, doing more than you think you can do, you're, you're forcing yourself to grow and what's incredible is that many of those trials that seem to come almost kind of slip away. Now, again, it seems crazy. Like, what? How can you, you're going to avoid trials? And I'm talking about things like, you know, I don't know. I don't even want to mention things, honestly, because <laughs> I don't want, I don't want this to be misunderstood. But I have seen it where when you're intentionally challenging yourself through the things you choose to take on, other things don't need to happen in order for you to learn the same lessons or to have the same growth, if that makes sense. Now, and one of our mentees said, well, wait, so that means like bad things won't happen to you or to people you know? And I'm like, well, no, not exactly, because this is within your circle of influence right? You can't control what other people do. So if your children or your best friend or whoever chooses to not take care of their body or chooses to whatever, just take, do things that inflict suffering, right? That will affect you. So you will suffer from their choices, if that makes sense, right? But your own suffering, your own trials are altered by the way you choose to live, whether to act or be acted upon, whether to choose challenge or to accept trials. Does that make sense? Yes, and it's so profound. And so if, if this is a little bit hard to chew on and, and get right now... <laughs> this just, is some deep advanced yeah, stuff just, right here, guys. Just think about it a little bit because I, I, I 100% agree, and I've experienced it in my own life many times, and all around the world, you guys, with people we work with, I, I believe this. The more we challenge ourselves, it appears to me, the less life challenges us. Yes. Now, some of that is just clearly logical, right? It's just a clear law. If I challenge myself to read a book a week, well, when problems come along, I'm going to have a lot more answers at my hands, right? I've got a lot more tools in my tool belt. And so then it comes in. I'm like, oh, I just read a book about that. This is what we ought to do. And so something that could be a big, Mm -hmm. ugly trial or like, what should I do? You're like, oh, I just read about that. Let's go. Or if I'm developing my skill set, right? I'm 
I'm challenging myself and learning skills and abilities and working through my problems. I'm really intentionally learning how to communicate better, how to listen better, how to lead better. Well, then when problems that would come along and would have been a real trial for me, like dealing with other people or leading or making decisions or managing whatever, something that would have been really difficult for me is now easy because I'm like, oh, I've been working Mm -hmm. on that. So part of it is simple, logical law. It's just like um, result. But well, how's that go? It's just action and consequence, right? It's just this, it's real logical. Now, part of it, you want to say something? Go ahead. Well, I was going to add to that along with this idea of making decisions. I remember once I was in a mentoring group and one of the comments someone made that really caught me off guard was they were trying to make a decision about something in their life, which they thought was kind of a big deal that had to do with, I think, I don't know, something like getting their car repaired. And to me, I was like, well, that's an easy decision to make. But I remember them saying something like, well, I just hate making decisions. And like making a decision is just such a big deal. And to me, I had a completely different paradigm because we've spent a lot of our life making a lot of decisions, right? (laughs) Like about moving abroad and driving from Alaska to Argentina or, you know, going to Europe or like we've made countless decisions that we have this greater capacity for decision-making, if that makes sense. And that's one of those examples. If you sit back and you try to avoid making decisions, you try to avoid taking action because you don't like change, you don't like trying to decide, you don't like, you know, the uncertainty of what if or what if, you know, then you're actually, it's kind of like a muscle. You're not using that muscle. And so then when you have to make a decision that's, important or life-threatening or you know very critical you have a more difficult time doing that because you haven't practiced using your decision-making muscles right so that's kind of one little example to throw into this whole idea if you want to challenge yourself instead of being challenged by life well make more decisions do more things that require you to decide stuff. Deliberately put yourself into situations and circumstances that force you to grow. Yeah. And that could be choosing to go on vacation or choosing to redecorate or choosing to buy a new vehicle or choosing whatever it is. Like there's lots of things you can choose to do. And a lot of us decide or yeah, we decide not to decide things because we don't want to have to go through that process. But really it's another form of choosing to challenge ourselves and increase yes. our growth and development. Yes. And so in many ways by, by, and it's interesting, you'll notice this now more and more, and you probably already have seen this in your own life and other people's lives. The more we either consciously or unconsciously seek comfort and convenience, we literally paint ourselves into a corner. Mm-hmm. And then when we get there, oh, it feels like we're trapped and we're stuck and everything's hard and something happens and, and we don't have the skill set. We don't have the mindset. We don't have the heart set. We're just not ready or prepared for, mm-hmm. for those things. And so it feels terrible where to somebody else, you guys have heard me reference this before, it's a little Mickey Mouse problem. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, that's nothing. Cause yeah, I'm cause dealing I've, with stuff all the time. Right. I've done a lot of that stuff. So this is not a big deal. Like to, And, you know, using that example, not I'm not trying to degrade people because they have to make decisions like that. But I'm saying... To me, making a decision about car repairs is not a big deal because, you know, we drove through Mexico and our car, our <laughs> truck broke down multiple times and we had to fix it. Like, that was a big deal to me. Not 
living in your home country and trying to figure out what to do about your car repair. Now, sorry, do you have something else? No, go. To tie this in to kind of the questions that we've received about, well, how can I live this great life if I have to be challenged, but I don't have this, you know, like hard story I've had to go through of death or divorce or whatever it is. And not saying that, not discounting that in any way. Like everyone has a story. And if that is a part of your story, great. Embrace it and learn from it and use it to help you become your best self. Okay. We're not be great because of it. Exactly. Now, if on the other hand, you want to one, avoid those types of challenges as much as possible. And again, this isn't like a hundred percent thing, right? We're just saying seems like the probability goes in your favor of avoiding those types of challenges if you choose to challenge yourself. If you want to do that or you just want to reach greater levels of greatness, then what I was telling our mentee the other day is you then have to take charge of creating your own story. So rather than, you know, hoping or wishing or wondering if some sort of hard, difficult thing is going to happen to you so that you can become great, instead go out and choose greatness. And you choose it by choosing to challenge yourself. Now, that can start wherever you are. If you literally hate running, like maybe you need to start running. (laughs) And maybe you need to train for a marathon. If you are addicted to sugar, like maybe your hard thing is you cut out sugar. For the rest of your life. <laughs> or even for an experimental time. Maybe you're say for a year, I'm not going to do any sugar. Like, And then keep doing it for the rest <laughs> of your life. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but the point is you choose to take on challenges. Maybe like Greg and my son, my oldest son, they'll take cold showers every day. You choose to do these little things in little ways you do them just because they're hard, right? Instead of always just seeking ease, comfort, gluttony, luxury, right? You have to choose to challenge yourself. And that's how you can create your own story. And one of the, I think an example of this, at least in my mind, is someone like Wim Hof. And if you don't know Wim Hof, like you should look him up, but he holds what, like 27? World, World records. records, yeah. He's hiked to um, Mount Everest in shorts and shoes and no oxygen. And he holds the record for being in cold water for the longest amount of time. Anyways, all these things. And I, I honestly don't know about his backstory, if he had a hard life or an easy life. I don't know. But the point is, he's he's made something of himself and he's become great because of the challenges he's chosen to take on and now he has 27 world records right you can create your own kind of story like that you can become great by challenging yourself and doing hard things yes so break it down into a framework i think this has been helpful for me and i think will be helpful for you as well break it down into a framework of like okay wait a minute if i had an incredibly hard trial just something that happened to me and you might read about stories in in great men and women in their books or autobiographies or in movies or whatever or great speakers and they tell their story and say what did they learn from that story 
And if you break that down in these elements of like, man, they didn't have any other choice. They had to face their fears. So then in my mind, and, and perhaps in your mind, you go, okay, what am I afraid of? And go face it. If you're afraid of public speaking, you literally force yourself in front of crowds. Mm-hmm. If you're afraid to travel, you literally force yourself. You buy the plane tickets and you go. Better yet, you just go spontaneously. <laughs> if you're afraid of change, if you're afraid of disappointment, if you're afraid of failing. Trying new foods, whatever. Yeah, so let, <laughs> let's say I know, I know uh, the fear of failing and the fear of looking like a failure is uh, the biggest and most repeated things I hear working with clients. We're, we're just, as people, we're just terrified of failing and looking like a failure. You know, I would do that, and I do do that. Purposely start something where you know you're going to suck. <laughs> pick a sport, pick a music, pick a language, pick a, a new career, a new skill set. Just go take some classes. Like, for me, this is easy. I go take a dance class. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to fumble and flop <laughs> and look ridiculous. The other people in the class will laugh at me. And I'm forcing myself into failure. And then I keep pushing through it until I master it. And and I, I work through the mental stuff, the emotional stuff, the physical stuff. Like I work through all of that. And then I start gaining, again, the mindset, heart set, and skill set to push through what I was afraid to do. And I start learning mastery over my thoughts, over my desires, over my emotions, over my skills. And, and the harder you challenge yourself, the more you cultivate and develop all of you and then there's there's a lot more of you right mm-hmm. it becomes so powerful so our invitation is you guys and when you've heard us talk about dumb goals right that are demanding unrealistic meaningful and bold set dumb goals that challenge you so much that you know you have to do some serious growing even growing comparable to a major life trial mm-hmm. the problem is most people won't choose that and that's why these big trials come. They're like, no one would ever choose that. But what if you did? Mm-hmm. What if you did? What if you said, okay, self, we're going really hard here. This is going to be gut-wrenching hard. And I'm choosing it. I'm not waiting for life to throw something at me. I'm choosing it. And then here's, here's I want to make a transition right now. By doing that by, on choice, like on purpose, you start cultivating this strength and this this development in who you are that when trials come because we're not we're not saying that nothing you know as a trial or bad will ever happen again mm-hmm. what we are saying for sure with total confidence is that when the trials do come you're going to be way more prepared right and you're going to be ready to handle things and i wanted to i wanted to talk a little bit about joseph in egypt that amazing story in the bible if you guys haven't read that story in the Bible, read it. It's worth reading. You don't have to convert to Christianity to read the story. Just well, read the story. It's awesome. And we just listened to an amazing podcast by Jordan Peterson about it on the whole um, psychoanalysis of Joseph yeah, and, in Egypt. So he's just t- taking the whole thing from psychoanalysis, right? It's amazing. But he talks about in there how you know the worst thing happens is like his brothers take him. They're going to kill him. And finally, you know, one of the brothers is like, well, let's not kill him. Let's sell him. So they sell their own brother into slavery, right? Can you guys think of a, a more difficult trial than that, being sold as a slave? He goes in there, though, and instead of staying in this mindset, throwing the pity party, and maybe he did. Maybe he went through this process of like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, woe is me, all this. 
But eventually what we know, like as soon as he's in Potiphar's house, all of a sudden he's he's like, no, I'm going to be the best slave ever. Or even has the mindset of, no, I'm not a slave. And within a short time, he is literally in charge of Potiphar's house. Right. So whatever he was thrown into, he's like, whatever. I don't care what other people say or do or believe about me. And, and Jordan Peterson points this out. He's like, everyone else thought he was a slave, but he did not think he was a slave. Well, and here's another interesting point, too, because what happens to him while he's in Potiphar's house and he's risen to the top is he ends up getting thrown in prison because he will not succumb to Potiphar's wife, right? Now, that right there, you might say, that's a trial. See, he was choosing to challenge himself. He was, you know, rising to the top, and then he has this trial. Well, if you continue to work through his story, what's fascinating is that those trials actually end up leading him to becoming second in command to Pharaoh. It was literally so, his path. You guys have heard me talk about this. What, what we think is in the way becomes exactly. the way. This is another important point because like you know, Greg said in a minute ago, we're not saying that trials will never come necessarily, but what very often happens is that when they do come, it's because it's leading us further on the path of greatness. And if we're prepared, if we've been challenging ourselves and we just go, oh, there's another okay, challenge. Well, here we go. I can mentally and emotionally switch in an instant from being an object to being an agent, right? Oh, this thing just happened to me. And and if we're not conditioned for it or prepared for it, I sit there and play the victim and throw a pity party and whine and cry. Oh, this is so hard. <clears throat> or I just switch and say, oh man, what's up? <laughs> I just switch and say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to act here. I'm going to choose to be in my throat. See, I'm, I'm a victim. I'm an object right now. Oh, I got water right here. Okay. Well, and so, so the trial for Joseph is he's thrown into prison. And then again, the same thing happens. He rises to being basically in charge of the prison. And then Potiphar, is it, no, not Potiphar. Pharaoh has a couple of servants thrown in there whose dreams he interprets, which then eventually leads him, even after a couple of years, it still took some time for this to happen, right? But he ends up becoming second in command. Woo! all the while, he's not a slave. He's not a prisoner. That's how people see him. They see him as being those things, but he is not because he is an agent. He is taking action. He is in charge. He is challenging himself. And that is what leads him to being great. And he literally goes from being in charge of Potiphar's house to being in charge of the prison to literally being in charge of Egypt and the surrounding world. Amazing. Now, that right there is the key to achieving greatness. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. It doesn't matter what your what situations you're placed in. What matters is the way, the mindset that you have approaching all of that, approaching every aspect of your life, approaching every day of your life. Are you going to be an agent who acts and chooses to challenge themselves? Or are you going to sit back and choose to be acted upon, meaning allowing whatever's happening to you to happen to you and say, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. Woe is me. 
whatever choice you make determines the outcome of your life. And not choosing is a choice. Right. <laughs> not so, choosing is an automatic choice. If you're like, well, no, let's kind of see how things go. That's you've, you, chosen, you're saying, you've, you've chosen. chosen to be acted upon. Yep. Exactly. So we are asking and challenging you to be super deliberate and intentional and actually do it joyfully, you guys. Joyfully choose challenge. And create your own story. Your own story of challenge. And get clear about what you want to cultivate. Get clear about where you're weak. Look at that. Do a quick self-examination. Say, where where am I weak? What am I afraid of? What am I missing? If if I were truly living my own hero's journey, like what what heroic pieces have I not quite put together yet or quite developed? And, and go through it. And here's an ideal. An ideal is that you pick a physical challenge and a mental emotional challenge and a spiritual challenge and a social challenge and a financial challenge. And you're working on these kind of simultaneously or maybe one at a time because they're big enough that like, okay, this one's consuming quite a bit. But you're in, you're really deliberate and strategic about your own growth. So, and please do this. Please, please do this. Pick a challenge. Pick something really big and joyfully lean into it. And realize there's going to be some grind. In fact, if your challenge is actually challenging, that's the nature of it. You're not going to like it. <laughs> and there's going to be some suffering. Yep. And, and you're going to have a lot of times you don't feel like doing it. You really don't. You don't want to do it. It's It's suffering. It's part of the misery, right? And that's, I guess that's the power of a trial. If you have no way out of it, if, you know, if you get lost in the desert and your only way out is survival, to, you walk, then you walk. But you have to get into that place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically on your own to say, no, we're doing this. Feel like it or not, I'm doing this because I know it's part of my growth and development. Amen. Amen. All right, so I thought send us, of some more stuff, but it would have gone on for too much longer. So send us a message, you guys. Just send us a note. I would love to hear. Um, you can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook or on our websites. Just go for it. If if you're ready to really buckle up and go, maybe high-performance coaching with us is the next thing. Or maybe you just need to get in like our monthly group, right, where we talk about the formula. We're going through all these things. We're just we're strategically offering tools and strategies and training for every area of life so we're just for challenging yourself on a daily basis exactly exactly on a daily basis and then you know big stuff on a maybe monthly or quarterly basis where okay you look forward to it like you would a race or a competition you say oh it's coming i'm training and and lean into it and have fun with it and watch how your life changes and watch especially this is so powerful how it starts to inspire the people around you. Mm -hmm. I got a message like that just this morning, how the people near you start to be so inspired and changed and transformed and so proud of you because you choose to challenge yourself. Oh, this stuff gets so good and life gets so good. When, and it seems counterintuitive, right? We think life is good when everything is comfortable, convenient, and easy. And that's has no challenge true. or suffering. Right. That's but that's not just not true. true. That's the lie. Mm -hmm. That is the lie. The truth is life is so good when we are constantly being challenged. 
that's where the real fulfillment and, and meaning and peace and joy. And I think the best type of challenge and the best type of suffering is that which you choose yourself yep. rather than that which happens to you because you're seeking ease and comfort. And I'll throw in one little twist here. If something does happen to you, go ahead and choose it. Right. Go ahead and lean into it like you chose it. Like, you, let's say, for mm -hmm. example, you get laid off from your job and say, well, that's good because I just quit. <laughs> right. Well, do you know what, though? That's so true. I have actually done that many times when something happens that, you know, appears as a trial. I literally have thought, well, there could be worse things. And I think of those worse things and I'm like, I'm grateful for this challenge. I would choose this. Yep. Exactly. And it and makes a huge difference. Huge difference. It's a great mindset yeah. to approach it. Like, right. oh, I got this. Right. I'd rather have I, this than that. I would pick this yep. if I had to. <laughs> exactly. And what a great framework to move forward from. So you guys, and, and this needs to spread. We need to spread this through families and friends and society. So share this podcast. You know, just take a screenshot of it, tag it, share it, get it on there. Because we need to share this with a lot of people. We need to share it in our in our workplace. We need to share it in our churches and the organization, the groups we're in, the teams we're on where we all lean into this challenge by choice, which even, again, alters the trials that do come to us. And then life can be so rich and so fulfilling. And literally during the grind, we can have big beaming smiles on our faces and, and truthfully say, this is awesome. This is awesome, right? Because awesome is always an option, my friends. And every day, especially in choosing challenge, we can be training for greatness. Love you guys. Reach upward.